Work hard, play hard, right? That's the old adage. Well, today we are going to talk about play and how important it is for your mind and your well-being. So here we go. You're listening to Welcome Home to the Suburbs. Designing a new home to be your family's sanctuary can feel impossible during the stress of moving. In this podcast, interior designer Jill Kalman shares practical advice, design wisdom, and lifestyle tips for anyone moving to a new home. You'll learn all about the psychology of a well-designed home and how to survive the move and thrive in your new life. Say goodbye to overwhelm and hello to a home you love to come back to every single time. Here's your host, Jill Kalman. Today, I am so excited to have here with me Wendy Conklin. Wendy is the creative director and thought leader behind the Chair Whimsy movement to live more creatively. She helps her online course students tap into and cultivate their creativity, giving them permission to play and upgrade their joy. Her teaching style makes the challenge of learning a new craft feel accessible and fun. Her business programming helps other artisans and makers leverage their knowledge, skills, and finish work to build and grow businesses supporting their families and providing financial and creative fulfillment. Her inventory of exclusive reupholstered chairs indulge you in the multi-sensory feast of her unique patterns and play and design aesthetic. Whether she's building a greenhouse in her backyard, revamping her vintage camper, or upgrading her design studio, Wendy brings her audience along for the ride. Her growing Instagram following goes wild for her sneak peeks, behind-the-scenes tips, and sourcing links. Her work is featured in top-shelf publications, including HGTV Magazine, Women's World, Cottages and Bungalows, Where Women Create, Cottage Style, Austin Home, and Austin Women Magazines. Wendy lives in Austin, Texas with her husband and two daughters and her little furry friend, Nike. So welcome, Wendy. She's actually a dear friend of mine. She's a wonderful mentor. And her Chair Whimsy page, which you'll find out at the end with all the links, you're going to want to visit. She has an amazing course to teach you DIY for these fantastic chairs. But We're going to talk all about play with Wendy today. So here we go. Hi, Wendy. Thank you so much for being with me today. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Awesome to have you here. I know your schedule's so busy, but it's really nice to talk to you today about, we're going to talk about play and what all that means. So before we get started, give the audience just a brief description about you and what you do. Okay. So I own Chair Whimsy. And I create boutique style, colorful chairs, and I teach other people how to do what I do. So great. And it's inspired so many people and so many people to sort of play by making a chair. It's fantastic. Yeah. And you you talk about play and that's what inspired me because I was thinking about it one day and I was like, you know, when even when I'm working, because we work in a creative field, when I'm putting a room together for somebody I have to play around first. And I think what inspired me was you were doing a video about recovering a chair and how you determine the placement of the pattern by playing around with it, you know? Mm-hmm. So just on a small scale of play, you know, that really inspired me and, and we'll get into that further. So let's discuss the term and the act of play and what, what we mean by that. Yeah. You know, I think technically the correct term of play is with no, you know, end game in sight, you know, it's just, it's play for the sake of play, but I still use the term play personally 
even when I work, you know? Mm -hmm. So to me, it's about trying things. It's about being open. It's about not letting time restrain you. You know, it's Mm kind of like that suspension of time. So Mm. when I do it in my work and I'm playing, you know, I'm playing around with the fabric and I do say that all the time, I got to play around with it to see, you know, what works and what looks best. And that is the most enjoyable time of my work. Um, Mm -hmm. Anytime I'm playing around with fabrics, trying to come up with, you know, pattern mixing for a, a set of chairs and maybe I'll have a client who wants all different things on all her chairs, you know, and wants it to be very fun and playful looking. I yeah. do have to play around with the fabrics, you know, the, the, all the swatches and I put combos together and it's, it's like, you know, time stands still for me yes. when I'm doing that, you know, it's, it's that state of flow that I get caught up in and that it's so enjoyable when I do that, you know, and I think, and, and then I realize part of play for me, if, if I have time off and I get to do whatever I want, sometimes it's just meandering around the backyard, mm-hmm. around in my greenhouse. Like what I say, it's it's just piddling, you know, yes. <laughs> like hardly anyone uses that word anymore. But to me, that is the word that describes I'm piddling around. There's no, that is when there's no goal, you know, no deadline. I'm just maybe I need to clean up some stuff out there, but I just let myself have that time and that space. Yeah. um, And it's pure enjoyment for me. Yeah. And I think it's play because it's like, there's no boundaries with it. There's no boundaries on the brain. There's no boundaries on time. And you can kind of let yourself explore. And it almost reminds me of when we were little kids and we could really take time to have and use our imagination because obviously, you know. Well, we taught ourselves to not, play as adults. Like we see it as something that's frivolous that we shouldn't do because we've got things to do. And trust me, my to-do list is a a very long, (laughs) but you know, it's so important for your mental health and for your overall happiness, enjoyment in life, because why live if you're not going to enjoy some things out of it? And we can get so caught up, those of us who are workaholics, and I include myself in that, we get so caught up with our work and the things that have to get done and the deadlines that we don't take time to play. And I guarantee you, when you ask adults, you know, what do you do for play? You're going to get either a lot of silence and you may get some defensive answers because we're not used to being asked that. And we feel almost guilty or bad or defensive or something. There's something that rises up in us when we talk about, well, what do you do for play? And yeah. it takes us a lot of time to think about it, honestly, my, myself included. I have to, well, what am I doing for play? God, am I playing? You know, I have to remind yeah. myself, and what am I doing? So play is so important because, you know, it's great for your mental health. It makes you overall happier as a person. But I also believe that it enhances your creativity and it helps you to come up with all kinds of ideas and if you're in any kind of creative field in life, first of all, it is necessary that you play in order to be better at your job. Totally. You know, so whether you're a writer or an interior designer or, you know, you create chairs like I do, or you're yep. a painter or whatever you do, right? you know, a gardener, a cook, whatever. Right. A, a fashion designer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to do this in order to be better and to grow in your creativity. Now, Many of us don't have jobs like that. Maybe we have regular jobs. Maybe we're an accountant or, 
you know, a and doctor. I'm not, yeah. yeah, yeah. But even doctors and even teachers and even accountants all need to be problem solvers at times. And so mm-hmm. being a creative thinker helps you to be able to problem solve better. And so you still need it in your life, no matter what you do, no matter what kind of job. I mean, teachers have to be creative in the way that they teach our students and oh, the way very. they put their lessons together to very, make it interesting yeah. and engaging. And, mm-hmm. you know, they've got to solve problems that are happening in the classroom or with mm-hmm. parents or, you know, accountants have to solve problems, you know, with, you know, numbers that they're working with or with their clients, you know. And so it's just so important to expand your creative thinking and and you do it by playing. Yeah. And it's funny, as you were talking about like piddling around the backyard, So one thing that I do when I can either go on a beach vacation in the winter or in the summer is I love combing the shore for for seashells. So if I'm at a beach, I literally will just take like a nylon pouch or something. I can put the shells in, a plastic bag, whatever I have. And I'll walk and just scour the beach for shells and certain rocks that I like. It's just, And it's the most relaxing thing. And my brain at the time is only focused on looking for those various, you know, what I call these, like these treasures that I'm going to take home. And it's just very relaxing to me, the oceans in the background, the smell, the ocean air, whatever. And my brain is just not thinking about anything else at the time, except that. And Mm. there's something about sort of quieting all the other channels (laughs) that I think is what helps with creativity and productivity, as well as relaxation. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, there is something about relaxing in that way versus relaxing by being on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok and all Mm -hmm. the other things Mm -hmm. that we think we're relaxing, but we're really not. We're being inundated with videos and things, you know, you know, just right in your face instead of just letting your mind wander as you're searching for the seashells as you're, you know, so I mean, I think we need all kinds of things. We need to diversify our, our play as well. But you know, there is something to where when your brain can just focus on the mundane of looking for a beautiful shell, or, you know, trying a painting class, just for the sake of having fun. And, you know, I think a lot of people shy away from doing creative things like taking a painting class and, and learning pottery or learning chairs or whatever it could be, because of that fear of not being able to master it, you know, and, and when we can let go of that and just say, you know what, this is just for fun. This is just for fun. I don't have to be measured. I don't have to achieve a goal. I'm just doing this for fun. I'm doing this to better myself as a person. I think that that's when you can let yourself play, (laughs) but you got to let go of the judgment and the, and the schedule and the, you know, I got to achieve kind of mentality. Well, and as you and I were talking about before, I mean, this is research-based. There's even a book about it that I'll let you mention, and it truly does have a direct effect on your brain. It's research-based. It's not just saying like, oh, go play, you'll feel better. Or that's not, you know, you will, but it does have a direct impact on the brain in areas like you just said with productivity and creativity. I'll let you just mention the book because we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. So the book is called Play. It's by Stuart Brown. He's a doctor. Mm And it is just, it's a fascinating book. It really describes the medical and research-driven reasons why 
we all need this in our lives, you know? Mm -hmm. And and so I always knew that it was important, but I, I didn't have any research to back it up. It's just experience. You know, I can say, well, I know that I grow in my creativity. Like as humans, we should always like, there's never an end until you die, you know? And the amount of creative thinking that you can achieve, you know, there's not a limit on it. You know, we can all continue to be more creative if we play and if we do these things. And that's always been real important to me is to improve my creativity, you know, because that makes me feel alive. I mean, it's fun to be more creative. Yeah. And I think I even mentioned you a couple of weeks ago. So even though my job is considered a creative field and it is, I'm running a business. So there's a lot of business stuff throughout the day that I'm doing and I'm not, oh, it's not like I get to just create every day. You know, that isn't, mm-hmm. that's only part of my job. And so I was mentioning to you a couple of weeks ago when we were talking, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do a craft project this weekend. Every once in a while, I need to take out paints and a paintbrush and I need yeah. to either, and I'm not much of a painter. It's not, it's not about that. It's sort of about just a, re- it's a creative release. I can't explain it. And I need to sort of put brush onto canvas and like paint something or look at colors. In this case, I was taking like an old handbag that I had and painting a design on it. And mm. I like couldn't wait all week to sit and just do that. Like you said, with like no time limit, with no one giving me any parameters about what color it had to be, when it had to be done or what it had mm-hmm. to look like. I just got to sit and explore. And it was mm-hmm. like something my brain just really needed that week. So it is really interesting. And I do want to stress so many people, especially, you know, I'll have clients call me. You've probably had people say to you who want to sign up to the course that I don't know if I could do this because I'm not a creative person. You know, like, yes. and I always say, you know, but actually we all are creative. It's just that some of us have tapped into it and some of us have not. And the thing about play that I really like is that it allows you to begin to tap into that. And you might, you might become really surprised about what you find. Oh, you always will. And right? I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, yeah, if you want to be more creative, I mean, besides setting up time to play or joining a course or a class to learn something new. Also, get around other people who are really creative, like start Mm. hanging around with them, have dinner with people like that. Get into conversations because you will become more creative just by thinking and paying attention to how do these people think about things? They think about things so differently. It does rub off on you. You know, so that's another thing that you can do is to get around other people, make friends with the real creative, oddball kind of people because they will make you more creative, (laughs) you know, just by observation, honestly. And, and you know, there are certain friends you just click with and there's so much to talk about. And, you know, those people usually challenge us to be better than we are, you know, to think more creatively than we actually do. And so there's always room for improvement in that. But definitely everyone has creativity inside of them. Some of us are more creative than others. And it's only because we've been flexing those muscles longer. And that's all it is. It's like a muscle. And the more you practice being creative, the more you will be creative. And, you know, so yes, there are some people who are more creative than me, you know, but it's only because they've been practicing it longer. And so I just need to keep practicing, you know, and I need to be around them. So it'll rub off on me a little more too. And there's so many choices because it could be in the form of writing, you know, 
And maybe it's even a diversion from maybe you're a business writer, journalist, and and maybe it's maybe it's a matter of sitting and writing some poetry one time that comes to you, you know, in a journal. Yeah. But it could come in the form of writing, painting, crafts, cooking is very creative, baking is creative. There's so many things, sewing. I mean, you know, so there's a lot of different avenues to choose to kind of even. And like I said, even if it's if somebody took some paints and a paintbrush and a blank canvas and just kind of yeah. did what you felt, what you were feeling, you might really be surprised. That's a great out. Like I said, for me, it's just something kind of therapeutic that I do every once in a while. I just need to do it. It's like, it's tactile. It's different than what I do in my job, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking this morning, you know, just about the way that like I, I was thinking I could never be an interior designer because the way i understand that interior designers really have to spend a lot of time planning. They Mm -hmm. plan out every part of the space. You can envision it before it happens. I am Mm -hmm. not that way. I am Mm -hmm. like in the process and I'm like, Ooh, maybe I should do this. And then I do it. Oh, maybe I'll add that. Maybe I'll put some wallpaper there. Maybe I'll paint my tub. You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. And it (laughs) happens within the process. So it's never a before. And it started reminding me. So I was an educational consultant before I started doing chairs full time. And Mm. I was a writer. And, Mm -hmm. you know, some of the things that I would write would be some readers. I do readers for kids. And so we'd be given topics. And the thing I could never do was I could never plan out page by page before writing. Like I had standards. I had the standards that I had to hit, which I always hit. I made sure all those standards were taught within the reader, but Mm -hmm. I could not tell you how it was all going to lay out before I started writing. Because for me, the writing unfolded the story. As I began to write, Mm. the story would unfold and then, oh, Mm -hmm. and the next page and I, oh, and there, here, I'll put this standard in here. And so I got Mm -hmm. everything in, but -hmm. it was never visionary. It was never beforehand, you know, it was, and it almost was like playing because I let the story take me where it was an adventure every time I wrote. And so to me, like I figured out a way to make my work so much of my play, you know, as much as possible. Yeah. Because it makes me enjoy my work no matter what I'm doing. It's, it's an adventure. Now, yes, there are days where I'm like, it's a job, you know, I mean, I, people who say, you know, if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. Well, I think that's BS because yeah. I mean, you do, I mean, some days are just work and, and you don't enjoy it, but so that's well, we're running, like I said before, we're running a business too. Yeah. It's not just, yeah, we're running businesses. And that's hard, you know? Yeah. And so, and you've got to problem solve a lot in that too. And yes. some of it's not, <laughs> some of it's not very fun, you know, but, but so that's why I'm so adamant whenever I can to yeah. incorporate that important play yeah. within everything that I do. Cause it, that's, it's just so important to me to try to enjoy as much of life as I can. And, and I have so much room to grow in that area because, you know, it may look like I'm enjoying myself all the time, but I'm not, you know, because yeah. I, I'm very driven. So mm-hmm. I have to remind myself all the time that I've got to take the time to play. I've got to stop. I've got to slow down. I've got to stop and smell mm-hmm. the roses along the way. And that's where a lot of play can begin to happen is when you just decide to be in the moment and just exist. Yeah. You know, well, like you mentioned, there is planning involved, like with interior design and other things, but, and you may have a vision. I mean, I think you probably, when you're making a set of chairs, you probably have an initial vision. The beautiful thing about creativity is, and playing is that 
it may change as you play and you come up with something way better than you initially thought of. So yeah. that happens with me with design. Yeah, I can. I will a lot oftentimes see somebody's space and immediately based on after meeting them and what they like, I'll have this real vision in my head of like the feel and everything it should have. But yeah. as I begin to play and I play in my job too, I, I play with space planning, which I love to do. And that's kind of like, oh, what if we put the sofa here? And what if we put that there? But no, we could flip it and do it here. And that playing really leads me to, okay, this is optimal. And then getting fabric swatches and paint color. And then now digitally with furniture on mood boards, I can kind of like pop something in, pop something out. And as I start to source and find things, I'm like, ooh, we could do this and I could do that. And it sparks another idea. And so that play takes you sometimes, oftentimes to a better place than the initial. I mean, I think everyone has like, who's creative has like maybe an initial concept. Yeah. But play allows you to maybe digress and come up with something even better. (laughs) It does. Oh, I I totally agree. Like when you let go, you let go of the control and you let it just take you, you know, I think it's so hard to describe what I'm trying to tell, but I think everyone understands what I'm meaning by that. When you just let go of trying to control everything and just you know, let yourself be in the moment, let yourself enjoy, let go of the expectations and be willing to take some risks, be willing to try something just to see, play around, you know, don't take yourself too seriously. It's so enjoyable, you know. My accessory course has finally launched. It is here. So to grab it, you can go to my website and click on course. Or if you go to my Instagram page, click the link in bio. That's right. I'm bringing it to you because Over the last several years, it has been one of the top requested things that I get asked. And it just so happens, it's what I'm really passionate about and what I've always loved to do. I always felt like your home wasn't fully dressed until I brought in that last layer and I loved doing it. And I love styling for my photo shoots. And most of the time I bring in all the accessories and get everything styled for a photo shoot. Guess what? The client wants to keep it all. Well, I'm going to show you my secrets, my tips, my tricks. It's going to be in a really simple video course broken up into modules that are going to be easy for you to get resources, solutions, and really quick wins at an affordable price, all with direction from me. So you can have your home looking like those sitting in a magazine or how I set them up for photo shoots really easily. I'm super excited. So if you're scratching your head about what to put on your coffee table, what to put on your mantle, how to arrange it, what to put in your bookcases, you're going to want to go click that link in bio and get this course at a very affordable price. I hope to see you there. It is. And so I really want to stress to everybody out there, whether you, whether it's trying to design your home or you say you can't cook or you can't garden or, you know, you can't paint or whatever, you have creativity in you and you have to allow yourself the time to tap into it. And with what Wendy's saying by sort of doing that without these constraints of any kind is really the way for it to come to you the best, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, even picking those seashells up after I've had an afternoon where I may have done that, I might go back and like write in my notebook, like five or six creative ideas I just came up with for my business or my house or my whatever, you know? Well, and also like when I'm on a walk, you know, sometimes I listen to books or sometimes I listen to podcasts or things like that. Mm -hmm. But more recently, I have been just not listening to anything. I've just kind of being there. I'll have my phone with me. And just when you let yourself go and let your mind wander, instead of 
thinking so hard all the time, when you just look around, you just notice things, that's when often all these ideas of, oh, you could do this on that project, or oh, you should do this for your business, or, you know, like, and so then I just take my phone out and record super fast, you know, these quick little notes, so I won't forget later. And then I just go back to letting my mind just kind of keep wandering. Same thing at night, if I'm trying to fall asleep, and some ideas are coming to me, I'll record it real fast on my phone. And then it's there and I can go to sleep. And I can let go of it. And I mean, you know, it's just amazing when you let your mind play a little bit, when you let your mind relax without the deadlines, the amazing ideas that come to you, you know, and I think we need permission mm-hmm. a lot of times as adults to do this, because, you know, like I said before, I think we think this is being irresponsible. It's frivolous. We don't have time for that, but you need it in your life. And so I think we need to be told you have my permission to do this, to goof off, you know, (laughs) goof off a little bit, because I mean, it's so good for that. And really what I mean is that's play, you know, when you goof off, you're playing, you know? And, you know, I think we've just all been I think we're inundated too much with social media and with TV and things like that, you know, that we're so distracted from being allowed to just piddle around, goof around, you know. Well, what's the expression? Work hard, play hard. And in our culture, we take the work hard really seriously and we forget the play hard. Yeah. You know, it's kind of cultural here, I think. You know, in European societies, they know how to sort of balance that a little bit differently with work and play. As adults, we have to relearn how to do it. You have to relearn. We did this as kids, you know, and just because we're not kids anymore doesn't mean that we shouldn't play. We really need to keep doing it. We really do. We really do. Just going to say one more thing is that it also just makes you younger, you know, I mean, younger at heart when you can do this and who wants to, I mean, yeah, we're all aging and stuff, but who wants to feel old? Nobody, nobody wants that, you know, so it really does have something to do on your mindset and and how old you are, you know? Yeah. Well, listen, the last couple of years have aged everybody, no matter what age bracket you're in. There's been a lot of stress that's continuing Mm -hmm. and it's been a lot for, for the mind to, you know, absorb and deal with almost too much on overload. So this type of release is really, it's healthy, you know? Let's talk about DIY and how DIY can be playful or it's an act of play because anything creative can be an act of play and therapeutic. And I think also the other part I want to talk about, and you've, you've talked about this too, is that there's a sense of accomplishment and pride as well with DIY. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like to me, there's nothing I love better than changing the wall paint in a room. I mean, just because yeah. it, it just makes everything so different and it's just fun and it's alive and you know, yep. or adding in some new decor or like you helped me fix my, you know, coffee table, you know, yep. I mean, Ooh, it now it looks so good. And before I just, I didn't like, I just didn't know what to do. I didn't, you know, and so being able to DIY these things to put together my own little flower arrangements, listen, I'm no pro at all, but I just kind of play around with the flowers yeah. and I just kind of stick them in and, Oh, let's try a sunflower here. Or let's try, you know, and I mean, so DIY, like as far as painting furniture, I love it. Of course, chairs, you know, that's like goes without saying, because that's what I do. But I mean, I, I love just coming up with ideas for changing a room, you know, adding yeah. some wallpaper to panels on a cabinet, you know, just yeah. who does that? Well, that's just so fun. And it's so easy to do, 
you know? Yeah. So yeah, I think if someone could approach a DIY project, and we actually did, I did a whole episode about DIY. And if anyone's interested, they should go back and listen to sort of how you can start. That also doesn't have to be overwhelming. Like we talked about how people think, oh, they have to have like a million tools and supplies and all that. You really don't. And you, and just if you start small and, you know, and you're a good person to talk to about it because your course and what you teach about your chairs is a DIY project. And I'm sure you have people who have signed up that probably didn't consider themselves creative, right? But they're able to tackle and make this chair from beginning to end, right? Absolutely. So there's this gal who joined my DIY upholstery course last year. And so I had an ugly chair challenge that I did. And she joined that. I guess she saw the Facebook ad for it and ended up joining it. And she's an accountant and Mm. uh, very numbers driven and all that. So she's like, she just did the chair challenge. And so she ended up joining my upholstery course at the end of that. And she told me I had no intention of joining your course. Mm -hmm. She said, but it was so much fun designing these chairs, you know, Mm -hmm. doing the transformation, like the, that's what the ugly chair challenge was about. It was like, how do you transform a chair? It wasn't actually doing the work. It was coming up with the design, which is so much harder than just the steps to transforming it, you know? Right. And so she had a blast. And I mean, within a month of joining the class, she had done a set of chairs. She was putting them up for auction and, See? you know, or, you know, and I mean, she was just so like this girl who did not think of herself as a DIYer or was creative flipping, flipping chairs and yep. selling them. It was the cutest fabric you've See? ever seen. And I mean, it was so fun for me to see someone like that yeah. come into my course. And it just goes to show it doesn't matter what your background is, doesn't matter what you, you know, what your job is, it doesn't yep. matter if you don't think you're creative at all. Yep. With some instruction and guidance, you can cut loose, begin to play and begin to create really fun things. I mean, whether it's just painting some candlesticks exactly you know, in colors for your mantle, mm-hmm. you know, to do something a little fun or whether it's what I find with a lot of my students or with some of my students, I find sometimes they get really hung up on the right way. Everything has to be done the right way. Yes, my customers too. Yeah. I'm very loosey-goosey. I'm like, well, try (laughs) it. See if it works. You know, I mean, yeah, you can do it that way or you can do it this way. You know, don't stress. This should be fun. You know, this is not, oh, I've got to get it exactly right. What exact paint color do you use on the, you know, and I mean, these, these restraints that we put on ourselves, it's so evident to see how they're not used to playing. They're not used to taking some risks or just Mm -hmm. trying some stuff. Because listen, if you paint a desk or a dresser or a nightstand and you don't like it, let me tell you, you can repaint it. Exactly. And you don't have to strip it down. Just put another coat of different color paint on. I've done it. it I know, me too. Like I've done a chair and didn't like it. So I just redid it, you know? I mean, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to come out an outcome with something that you aren't crazy about. You just change it, you know? So it's really not the end of the world. And so I think it's just a mindset shift that you have to be like, again, it's the permission. Just play around, goof around, try some stuff, you know? And especially with DIY, it's the process that is fun. You know, yes, it's great to have the transformation at the end, but the process is a big part of it as you're DIYing something. You know, yeah. because it lets your mind wander. It lets your, you know, you're thinking about all the colors you could use, the fabrics that you could use or yep. whatever it might be, the flowers. So I think it really does make a difference when 
you make DIY a part of your life. I am a firm believer that we are all makers at heart. I think we are all makers. I just think some of us aren't doing it. You know? Yeah, I think it goes back to primitive times. I mean, we're all able. I mean, but I'll say I had a client recently. She had these two rattan end tables, and she's like, I really love them. They just, you know, they sit kind of in the sun. She lives in California, and I don't know if the color's right, but I do love them. But maybe I should replace them. I was like, Well, how about this? Why don't we take them and like spray paint them a fabulous color? And she was like, Oh my god! And that would be great. That would also give me a project. And I was like, exactly. And like, you know, and it makes you feel, and they look like two different and two totally new things. And I've done it in my own house too. And there's a sense of accomplishment too. And you're like, just something as simple as that someone can start with, you know? Yeah. Because you sit there and you say, look what I just did, you know? And I mean, it's so fun to be able to do things like this. This is the thing. Like, and it's funny because the people in my course, I see it over and over and over in our private Facebook group, they will post I've just finished my first chair and they'll put the picture on it. They're like, it's not perfect, but look at what I did. And you can tell they're so proud of themselves. And then everyone starts cheering them on. And it's just so much. It's fun for everybody to see how these youngsters in upholstery, you know, are coming along just like they were. Like we can all empathize and identify and we all are sharing in the joy of what they did and they're proud of themselves. I mean, you know, it just makes you feel so good when you can do something like that. You know, it's just so fun. I yeah, well, love, then she I felt, love seeing that. Then she felt like, oh, this is great too, because I got to repurpose these. I didn't have to buy anything new. You know what I mean? And yes, it was pretty cool. So yeah, just start with something. I'm going to read an excerpt, Wendy, from a recap of this book, just to kind of close. And then I'm going to go on to you for some last bit advice and, and contact info. But I just want to read this because this really sums it up in that play is essential to our social skills, adaptability, intelligence, creativity, ability to problem solve and more. Particularly in tough times, we need to play more than ever, as it's the very means by which we prepare for the unexpected, search out new solutions, and remain optimistic. A fascinating blend of cutting-edge neuroscience, biology, psychology, social science, and inspiring human stories of the transformative power of play, this book provides why play just might be the most important work we ever do. Yeah. Amen. I agree. So it is work. And so don't think you're slacking off by playing. You're actually nourishing yourself. Yeah. Oh, right. You know, and so whether you want to read the book, people, or, or you just want to believe what Jill and I are saying about this. I mean, you know, (laughs) I, I mean, just, you can just believe us that everything we just talked about. So cool. How he kind of summed it up right there. But yes, I mean, it's all of those things. And that's why it's so good for us to do. So just know that it has to be at the top of your list. If you're a list person, you know, and a to-do list, you need to have play at the very top of that list. It's so important. Exactly. So Wendy, this has been amazing. I'll close the show by having you give any last tips or advice or anything that we didn't cover. And then I'd love for you to let the listeners know where they can find you, whether it's website or social media platforms you want to refer them to. We will put it all in the show notes. So the links will be there for everybody. Yeah, well, I guess in last comments, what I would say is just know that the act of playing is something that involves tangibly taking risks, setting up challenges for yourself, like to DIY something, you know, and just trying out something new. 
just for the sake of trying it, not for the sake of being a master at it, but let it giving yourself the permission to be a beginner mm-hmm. and to just fully experience what it's like. Pretend you're four or five years old, skipping around, mm-hmm. having that kind of attitude and, and have that skipping attitude as you're trying to learn something new, because I think that's a challenge. You're taking risks and you're learning a new skill at the same time. And I think that that sets up the perfect place for play to happen in mm-hmm. our lives. So I, I, I think it's a transformative experience. I think we all need it. And it does create more joy and happiness in our lives too. So mm-hmm. you guys can all find me at chairwhimsy.com is my website. I've got courses where I teach upholstery, teach fabric pattern mixing, chair styling, all those fun things. And I'm on Instagram at Chair Whimsy, Facebook at Chair Whimsy, and TikTok at Chair Whimsy. So you can find me and YouTube at Chair Whimsy, uh, DIY with Chair Whimsy. So you can find me on all those channels. Yeah, this is great. Wendy is magnetic. So once you begin to follow her, you won't stop. She is magnetic, which is great. So um, I hope everybody enjoyed this. I hope everybody will think about incorporating a little bit of play and realizing the impact that it has. So thanks, Wendy, for coming and playing with me on the podcast today. (laughs) Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) All right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed that discussion with Wendy, and I hope this encourages you to play. And that just means really letting your mind free to explore and tap into the creativity that you do have. People who tell me they don't have it, we all have creative aspects to us and we just need to tap into that and you never know you might really learn something about yourself that you're super passionate about and turn it into a business I mean that's what Wendy's done that's really what I did when I started my design business and it's a really good thing to do just therapeutically but you never know what direction it might lead you in so I hope you enjoyed that I encourage you to play at home I encourage you to play with your home design don't take it too seriously mix and match, buy things where you can return to try them and then, you know, return if you need to be able to have some fun with it and take some time to play. As always, happy to be here. And from my home to yours, I will see you here soon. Thanks so much. And as always, you're going to want to always head over to jillcalmaninteriors.com. I've got a wonderful new freebie for you called the Room Planner. And most of the time that you're not getting your house decorated, it's because you don't have a plan in place. This helps you cover it all and get it in motion so you can accomplish your home design goals. Go grab it now. It's totally free. And my course is also still available on the website along with so much more. I look forward to seeing you there. Thanks for listening to this episode of Welcome Home to the Suburbs. Head over to jillcalmaninteriors.com to learn more about designing a beautiful new home while minimizing the stress of moving. See you back here next week.